0: Hey there, single lady. I am so glad that you are here. As always, today is going to be a great day. You may have heard me talk about relationship stages before here on the Single Over 30 podcast and how important they are to help you find a great relationship. And during this episode, we're going to do a deeper dive into those relationship stages so that you can improve your chances of finding your mister and avoid going nowhere relationships and non-productive dating patterns. It's going to be good. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Single Over 30 podcast with dating and relationship coach Shanna Shooty. Shanna's here to help you find a trustworthy, marriage-minded man who will love and adore you. Here's Shanna. Hey there, welcome back. Okay, so I just mentioned that understanding relationship stages can improve your chances of finding a really great guy, a trustworthy, marriage-minded man. And the reason that this is true is because the stages create intention in your dating and relationship life. Alright, so what does non-productive, non-intentional dating look like? So non-productive dating is not knowing what you are looking for in a man or in a relationship, and you just let your emotions take you wherever. Maybe you believe in magic or soulmates, or when you meet somebody, you think that you should just instantly know. The next thing is is that non-productive dating involves getting stuck, in going nowhere relationships or cul-de-sac relationships, that's what I call them, that just go around and around and around in circles and you never get anywhere closer to the wedding altar. Non-productive dating involves dating men too soon without knowing if they're really what you're looking for and without knowing if you are what they are looking for. Sometimes at the beginning, we may think, well, I'm exactly what he's looking for because he tells us that we're exactly what he's looking for, but the problem is he doesn't really know us. (laughs) The next thing is nonproductive dating involves not knowing if the man that you're interested in is marriage-minded. You just date exclusively to see where it goes without knowing if he has the same relationship goals that you do. Non-productive dating involves not knowing where you stand or don't stand in the relationship at any given time. Now I'm not saying you can have clarity every single moment because we're talking about people's feelings, right? But I'm talking about just sort of floating along and not really having any intention. And this also can mean that he doesn't know where he stands with you. Non-productive dating means that you leave all the decision making about how fast a relationship goes and the direction that it goes up to the man that you're interested in, even though maybe you're kind of unsure or maybe you feel different than he feels. Meaning that you lack boundaries because maybe you're afraid of setting them or because you don't know how to set them. Non-productive dating can come from leaning on physical chemistry and a spark to make your relationship decisions for you. Meaning if there's a lot of chemistry, then you move forward and if there's not, then you stop without really knowing what makes a relationship great. Non-productive dating is when a woman starts exclusively dating a man, meaning she gives him all of her attention and affection when he hasn't done the same for her. She's treating him like he's the boyfriend and in the exclusive dating phase, but he's not treating her like a girlfriend. Non productive dating comes from not knowing a man's perspective on exclusive dating and marriage before you become exclusive or serious with him. But understanding these five stages that I'm going to give you today can help you avoid, like I said, non productive dating and be more intentional and purposeful in your relationship life so that you can improve your opportunities to find your Mr. Right. Okay, so what I want to do now is I want to list the stages. But before I do, I want to let you know that this isn't meant to be so structured and stringent that you lose the fun and spontaneity in a relationship. That's not what this is for. This is to help you set guidelines, mainly to prevent you from getting hurt or choosing someone that you shouldn't. Now, I'm not saying you can eliminate every single risk. right? We're not going to control every bit of the dating process, but it can mitigate those Hurts, I guess, is a better way of saying it. All right, so what are the stages? Let's define them right here and right now. So the first one is the acquaintance stage, the second is friendship, the third is exclusive dating, the fourth is engagement, and the fifth is marriage. All right, so to really understand how to put these stages into play in your dating and relationship life and how to create a successful relationship instead of get stuck in one and avoid those. cul-de-sac relationships like I talked about, I would like to invite you to do an exercise. To begin, what you want to do is you want to take out a piece of paper and you want to put five columns on the piece of paper. It doesn't matter which way your paper is facing. And I want to say before I get started that what you put in each stage is your choice. And I'm going to show you how to do that. So first though, we're going to start with the exclusive dating column. So if on your left hand side of your paper, you've put acquaintance stage, and then you've put friendship stage in the next column, exclusive dating would be that third column on your piece of paper. And we're gonna start there because it's kind of an anchor for the other stages. If you don't get this column right, you can fall into those unproductive dating patterns like going too fast. So in this column you want to write down what you believe that exclusive dating is for. You want to write down the answer to that question, what's the purpose of exclusive dating? Is it just to get to know one another to see if you're going to commit to each other? Is it just to hang out? Is it to enjoy companionship? Is it just another stage toward marriage? Like what's the purpose of this stage? The reason that this is important is because once you define what exclusive dating is for, it can keep you from wasting time and it can also keep you from giving your full attention to men who don't have intention, right? So if your idea is that exclusive dating is to see if you're going to intentionally move toward marriage, then there would be some things you would need to know about a man before you would move into exclusive dating. So one of the big mistakes that we make in our society is that people automatically start dating exclusively, and they use exclusive dating as a means to get to know each other. They skip right over the friendship stage, which is a discovery stage for the relationship. The problem is, is that if there isn't enough investigation up front, we may jump over the friendship stage and right into exclusive dating, and then we find out later that this person isn't a good fit for us. We don't want to jump into exclusive dating based on a feeling of chemistry or pressure from the guy, meaning that he's saying, well, if you don't date me now, then forget it, or feeling that if we don't say yes, that we're gonna miss out on a good opportunity, we don't wanna let guilt motivate us or anything like that. If we do that, what can happen is we can date a guy for a couple years, or six months, or a year, or whatever amount of time it is, and then realize that we should have never exclusively dated because that person wasn't a good fit for us. They didn't have the essential character traits that we were looking for, and maybe they weren't even our good friend. So if you're a marriage-minded woman who wants to get serious with a man, you want to ask yourself, what is the point of exclusive dating? Because then it's going to help you know, what do I need to know before I exclusively date? The next thing you want to do is look at each of the other stages on your piece of paper, and you want to list out the following things under each column, including in the exclusive dating column. So you want to write out what's the definition of each stage. So for example, what is a friend? How do I know that this person is a real friend to me? What should I see in the friendship stage to know that this man is a real friend to me? When do I know that someone isn't a friend yet? When is someone an acquaintance and not a friend yet? And how do I know that someone is an exclusive date? When is this clear? What characteristics make for an exclusive date or someone I am dating exclusively? If you're kind of confused about the friendship stage, One thing to encourage you about that is that the traits that make someone a great friend inside of a romantic relationship are the same traits that make someone a great friend outside of a romantic relationship. So with your best girl bud, the things that make her a great friend are the things that would make a man a great friend like the person being supportive and accepting you as you are, etc, etc. So inside of the friendship column, you want to write down what are these things. Because if a man is not your friend and your goal is to get married, you know you would not move into the exclusive dating phase without knowing that he's your friend. The next thing you want to do, and I just kind of mentioned this, is about each stage you want to ask yourself, what do I need to know about a man before I would move into the next stage with him? So for example, what would I need to know about a man before I would move from friendship to exclusive dating based on the purpose I chose for exclusive dating? For example, if the purpose of exclusive dating is marriage then what do I need to know about him before I would move into exclusive dating? The next thing you want to ask yourself is what character traits would I need to know about a man in each stage? Is he patient? Is he kind? Does he like my kids? Do I know that he could fit with them? Is he unselfish? Is he willing to admit when he's wrong? All these kinds of things. How will I know I have seen these traits? And I say seen because it's not just him saying, I'm this way, I'm that way. Because one of the things that can happen for women is a guy starts telling us all about himself and all of his awesome traits, and we go, oh yeah, he does this, this is how he is, that's how he is, but we have never seen it, right? And we want to make sure that we are actually seeing these things in action. This is how trust is developed. So you want to answer these questions on your sheet. So a little comment that I want to make about exclusive dating. So some people ask me how long they should exclusively date somebody. For more information about this, you can check out episode 35, How Long Should You Wait to Become Exclusive? I think it will answer a lot of questions for you. But here, I just want to say it's not really about time, although you don't want to drag things on forever. A relationship is moving forward or it's stagnant. So. It's not really though about how long, it's about what. What do I know about this person? Do I know what I need to know to exclusively date them? Again, if my goal is to get married. The next thing you wanna do is you wanna look at which actions belong in each stage. For example, for you, according to your conviction, where does kissing go? Which stage? Where does sex go? which stage? Where does holding hands go? And all of these things if your point, again, or your goal is to be purposeful and to get married. If you want to move toward the wedding altar, where do these things go? When should someone meet my friends or my family? When should I meet their friends or their family? When should we visit each other? When should we talk about engagement? When should we go over to each other's houses? The next thing you wanna look at is what words belong in each stage and when should they belong in each stage. For example, when should I profess my love for a man? Is it before he asked me to exclusively date or later? Should it be after he already lets me know how he feels about me? When do I feel it's appropriate to talk about sex and sexual topics based on the trust and the level of intimacy in the stages? Speaking of professing love, like maybe you've gotten some of these on Facebook. Uh, I just recently received a message from a guy telling me that he loved me. And I was like, really? Like he doesn't know me? This is a blatant example of a profession of affection belonging in the wrong stage. I don't even know this person. He's not even an acquaintance. So you want alignment in the stages. So what I mean by that is you want your actions, your intentions, your convictions, your emotions, or your affection, and your words to line up as much as possible. Because when that doesn't happen, we get things out of order and everything gets really confusing. When you move through the stages with intention, it means that there's communication from one stage to the next, and especially from friendship to exclusive dating, you're talking about What is this for? Why are we exclusively dating, right? And also from exclusive dating to engagement. You're talking about these things. But when you're out of alignment, lots of times conversation is out of alignment as well. And your actions are out of alignment. So that means that you're sleeping together when you just met, or you're kissing someone, but your conviction is, is that you don't want to do that until you exclusively date. And you're thinking, I'm not ready to exclusively date, but now I kiss the person. And so I don't want to be kissing more than one person. And so now I have to exclusively date them because I can't back up the truck, right? Things get out of alignment. So you've got conflicting convictions. So again, you want your actions, intentions, your convictions about the person, your emotion or affection and your words to line up as much as possible. If you have conflicting convictions, you think, I don't know how I feel about this person, but I slept with them, so now I've got to be exclusive totally getting things out of order, and this creates a lot of confusion. When you move intentionally through each stage, it will help you naturally create a selection process on who to date seriously and who not to date seriously. It will help you understand who you should commit to and who you shouldn't. It will help you determine if you're ready to get married and determine if the man you're interested in is ready to get married. Because again, you're going to have that conversation before you would ever move into exclusive dating. What's this for? Instead of just sort of letting the relationship flow along and nobody really knows what's happening. Not only that, when you move through the stages with intention, you're going to be honoring yourself and honoring the man that you date or men that you date. So through intentionality, moving through these five dating stages means you set out to determine if another person is a good match for you and you for them. But before we go on, I just want to say, I don't want to insinuate in any way, like I sort of mentioned, that these stages are going to remove all uncertainty from the dating process. It won't do that because dating is a process of discovery. And because there are emotions involved, it's sometimes difficult. But even within some sort of uncertainty, you can still have a level of intentionality. Because you know what you intend to do, which is to have a serious relationship that leads to marriage, you have a structure for the relationship to fit within. Now maybe you're thinking, well, Shanna, this all sounds nice, but like, how do I do this? Because if the guy doesn't know about it, how do I pace the relationship? How do I move through these stages? How do I do this? Well, there are several different answers for that question, but the biggest one is boundaries. Because at the beginning of a relationship, what is common and what happens a lot is that we get things out of order like physically, right? Because a guy's moving towards us physically, he's moving in towards us as far as physical affection. We're not really sure how we feel about him and we don't know how he feels about us. So again, there's a lack of alignment. So what you do is you set a boundary. And I talked about this before in a previous podcast, how what you can do is you can let a man know that you're interested in getting to know him. I am really excited about learning about you more and spending time with you. I'm just really enjoying you, but I need to go slow. And then your boundaries create that friendship stage in the relationship. Your boundaries keep it from moving into exclusivity when you're not ready, right? So you don't need to actually pursue him to push the relationship through the stages. Instead, what you can do is you can set the boundaries, still invite him to pursue you, and this will create more clarity as well because then you'll know if he's serious about you or not. All right, I hope this has been helpful. I know this can be confusing and it's a different way of thinking about relationships. But this is how my husband and I dated and I've seen it with other people. It's more of a way of courting and intentionality instead of people just jumping in and being sort of loosey-goosey about their relationships, which is what I did a lot when I dated and it created a lot of confusion and a lot of heartbreak for me. So again, I hope this has been helpful and remember that the dream that you have to love and be loved is possible and remember to keep it sunny. I'll see you next time. Keep it sunny, baby Keep it sunny, baby oh, oh. Keep it sunny, baby